Oh, Scott Ritchie is not soft. Our basketball beat writer is one of the toughest around, at least in the Big Ten. But Brad Underwood doesn't care about Scott Ritchie. He cares about his team, which he called out on Saturday. I mean, that's fair. Uh, and the context, because that can get lost. Turnovers, again, too many of them. And defensive struggles. Arizona kind of got whatever it wanted at the end of the game. So Brad Underwood said his team was soft as a challenge for them to play better basketball. Should be an interesting week for Illinois basketball. Richie will tell you what the plans are. He'll talk some recruiting. He'll take a look around the Big Ten as well in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone, except for Scott Ritchie, who just gave me the Urban Meyer treatment. I tried to shake his hand coming into the podcast booth, and you blew me off. You walked right by me, gave me a dirty look. What's well, at least that I didn't about? call you a loser. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about, Scott Ritchie? Are you in a bad mood for the outcome on Saturday's game? No, because, I mean, again, outcome of Illinois basketball games doesn't really affect my life any. It was a good basketball game, mm-hmm. though. Till like the last twenty five seconds, and it was a little rough for Illinois there there to finish. Um, just the fact that you know a five second violation was the deciding play. Really, um, I mean I'm i still can't really figure that one out. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, our award winning basketball beat writer, our college beat writer. Really, we'll talk a little volleyball too. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news at the News Gazette. It's a big, big week for me. Scott Ritchie, because you know what's happening this weekend. There is a reunion of the team that I constantly talk up. I I am aware, you know the the well, it's the back to back Big Ten champs. Mm-hmm. For one of those, you know, mm-hmm. you covered, you know, in the was it two thousand one and two? I think it was the or previous other, one when 2000 they two thousand two thousand one. They got homered by Arizona in the Elite Eight yeah. down in San Antonio with Bill Walton on the mic. So I, I imagine you've been invited to all the reunion <laughs> yes. activities. I'm still waiting. That it must just must have been lost. Maybe they haven't invited everybody yet. I'm not no. quite sure. I haven't heard a thing about it. Well, maybe you should send an email to Rod Cardinal. I don't think he's still handling those things, but maybe he can sneak you in. Because that might—that's the only way. Oh, uh, those are the days. I there. tell you what. I guess I'll, I will. I will not bring up all the wonderful memories just to keep you happy today. All right? Because you know all about. It. I talk every week how they were really, really, really good. Yep, how you covered Illinois basketball that one season <laughs> 20 years ago. That's sad that it was 20 years ago. Anyway, they're coming back this weekend for the, well, we had to have something to write about. St. Francis is not much to write about, is it? Well, no. Okay. Um, the Red Just Flash checking. are, well, they're they're not very good. Okay. Just, yeah, they've got three wins. Only two of them have come against Division One opponents, and, you know, they've, Got some bad losses, too. So, I mean, it should be smooth sailing for Illinois. I mean, you don't want to 
you know, give it away because you, know, you think you're going to just trample St. Francis, then, you know, maybe they play the game of their lives. But if that happens, then, oh, boy, just cancel the season. All good. Do you know who's coming back from the older teams? Uh, the Frank Williams, the Brian Cooks, the the Corey Bradfords, the Marcus Griffins, uh, those guys. I uh, haven't you know, heard or seen the list of players, but um, you'd think they'd have – for an event like this, what they have scheduled, there'll be a pretty good you know, attendance. Right. And, you know, Frank's got a reason to come back all yeah, the time. Yeah, he does. Really, I mean, just one last season for DeMonte. Lauren Tate uh, tells me over the weekend that Frank came down, tapped him on the shoulder. Good to know that he's still uh, coming to watch his son play in person. Yeah, and he keeps a very low profile, um, which I think that's just sort of always been Frank. Um, so he doesn't... It's not about him. He's just there to watch DeMonte play, and then he's gone, pretty much. Yeah, I, I catch glimpses of him occasionally, but like unless like I see him, like he's not going to make it really known that he's there you know, to watch the games. Excellent. Looking forward to all the coverage from Scott Ritchie. Uh, this is Inside Illini Basketball. They're coming off a great, great atmosphere at State Farm Center. We talked about it leading up to the Arizona game, and uh, the fans certainly didn't disappoint. They dressed accordingly. There was a cool national anthem played on a violin that Ed Bond took a picture of. We're gonna we're gonna chase him down. Go to News Gazette Instagram if you want to know more about that. And yeah, it, then, was, it was very well done. Yeah, and then the uh, the game itself played out uh, high scoring, shot making, future pros, all good. I mean, all you could want, unless you're an Illinois fan, then you you know probably wanted the win at the end as well. But I mean, it was a terrific game. You know, Trent Frazier played one of the best games of his career. I think it's I mean, you arguably you know, make that case. And, you know, during Illinois' run in the first half, I think it was like a 19, 19-0 run. Trent was responsible for 11 of those points and 11 in a row as he just caught fire and, like, he was taking charges. He had four rebounds, five steals. You know, Brad Underwood mentioned it a time or two, both in post-game radio and then in his press conference, that uh, his team was a little soft and, the context there was turnovers and the ball sometimes just getting the ball taken out of their hands and then really an inability to get stops on the defensive end, um, especially late in the game. That's where the softness is. Trent Frazier, not soft. Uh, nice. Toughest dude on the team. Nice of the News Gazette uh, folks who were putting the Saturday-Sunday paper out here in the office. Uh, Brad Underwood said in his postgame, Someone needs to write softness in all caps. Put it in all caps. Put it in all caps, and I picked up my Sunday News Gazette, and there it was, softness in all caps in giant fonts. Well, I mean, when the head coach of a you know, you know, a team that has top 25 aspirations, you know, long NCAA tournament aspirations, you know, says this is the softest team he's ever had, you make note of it. And this has come up. Previously, you know, this season and, you know, talked with you know, players about that, you know, Kofi Coburn, and Trent Frazier as well as like they understand the purpose of that. Like they know that Brent Underwood is challenging them to be better. So it's not like they're going to take offense to that. You know, Kofi says he just laughs sometimes just because he knows he know he knows the meaning behind it. But, you know, Brent Underwood was also not thrilled with how his team played, especially down the stretch. And because literally, I mean, you know, Arizona's. Kurt Teresa and Benedict Mathurin just got whatever shot they wanted, and it was the one that Trent Frazier was not guarding at the time. Because there's uh, defense is still 
Um, a bit of a struggle for some of the backcourt guys that are not named Trent Frazier. All right. Uh, again, a back-and-forth game, a lot of lead changes. Uh, nice job crowd. How about that? That's another sign that uh, Illinois should do whatever it has to to get an opponent of that caliber in for a non-conference game every year. Yeah, and you know, I went back through you know, 25 seasons of Illinois basketball, and you know, outside of like Big Ten ACC Challenge games that are scheduled for you, essentially, um, one of the, it's like the highest profile game Illinois played in nearly three decades at home against a non-conference opponent. Oh, back in uh, 2000. Now we're going back to the year on the beat. Uh, those folks who can remember Seton Hall coming in, and it was a, a good Seton Hall team that Illinois rallied uh, from a number of points down to beat them at home. I can remember. Yeah, I had a few people tell me Seton Hall yeah. was getting away. Right. I mean, was Eddie Griffin, was that his yep. freshman year yep. maybe? I mean, his pro career right. didn't just really pan out. But this is an Arizona team that, I don't know, might win a national title. That's not out of the question. I think that they're they're legit. Yeah, I liked watching Arizona smooth, smooth team and without a yelling, sweaty coach to slog them down <laughs> in clutch time. Yeah, I think that does play a difference when you have a coach who uh, maybe is not getting in the way. Yeah, and I think Arizona underachieved yeah. under Sean Miller. Right. He was not real. a big Sean What I'm saying, I wasn't a big Sean Miller fan. He is real sweaty, though. Uh, and yelled a lot. And, you know, committed some NCAA violations, which is the reason he doesn't have a Good job. Good for right Arizona now. for getting it right uh, with the with their hire. That's out of the way. All right, so Illinois did not make the top 25 today. Richie is a voter uh, who did not have the Illini in his poll last week, certainly. Or, right? I haven't looked at your I have Your ballot. I, no. Okay. I mean, okay, did I, mean they I said it last week, beat Arizona, get in the top 25. Mm-hmm. And you, they didn't beat Arizona, so they're still... Among the teams receiving votes, okay, thirty-first, kind of nominally. I mean that it's not a real ranking because, mm-hmm. but they're in there. Okay, it, they're knocking on the door, but they need to win a game to you know kick that door down and I, get back in the pool. In a strange way, and then this is an unbiased way, I think Illinois has a chance to be really, really good and to be talked about among some of the better teams in the country. And I know they've got what three losses and are not ranked and. They're not in a position right now, but I think there is a perception out there, Scott Ritchie, that this team is good and will be good. Well, because they're not playing bad basketball. I mean, they're they're doing some some positive things. I mean, Alfonso Plummer had another twenty point game. That's six in a row. Like in the race for best transfer, uh, he's number one, and you know, no one's even close. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of look at that this week. I think just to see where maybe someone else stacks up, but I mean, his defense still needs to come along. I mean, I think that's the one thing maybe holding him back from being, you know, truly, you know, dominant player. Um, but Illinois has the has the pieces to be a very good team. Uh, just all of them are on the court. And, you know, I know there's people on social media that are like, think that Illinois is better off without Andre Corbello. They're wrong. They couldn't be more wrong. Just sit there in your wrongness and be wrong. <laughs> but when they, they get Corbello back, I mean, I think that changes things. It frees up Trent Frazier from having to literally do everything. He doesn't have to play make if Andre Corbello's on the court. He can just 
be an offensive threat and um, one of the toughest defensive guards in the country. Um, I think Kofi Coburn will be – he's been good. He had another double-double. It was a tough game for him going up against Christian Coloco because he has not faced that size, length, and athleticism you know, in the post defensively yet this year. He'll be better with Andre Corbello to play make for him because sometimes getting Kofi the ball has been Illinois' biggest issue offensively because they sometimes can't do it very well. When you know, Andre Corbello comes back, uh, TBD. Brad Underwood, uh, I'm not sure how it could keep getting more vague about his status or his possible return, but it did. Where, you know, Saturday, you know, Underwood talked about the idea of Corbello coming back, but it might not be for a while. I mean, it was, so who knows? But an Illinois team at full strength with Andre Corbello. Yeah, could be, could be that team to be relevant in the right. national college basketball landscape. I keep bringing back to uh, to UCLA last year. Uh, you know, made a Final Four run, uh, got in the tournament, not as a very high seed. Well, I mean, they played in the first four, right? So Just they barely snuck. So there, in. there's hope. I'm telling you, there is hope. There's a week off for Illinois basketball. What are they doing? They like chilling. No. Uh, <laughs> Studying for finals. I mean, maybe. there there <laughs> is that happening. You know, Brad Underwood said they have to work around the final schedule, but there uh, after Saturday's game, uh, there will be no chilling for this team. You know, he said that they were going to go hard in practice and do what they haven't really been able to do for you know the, the first month of the season. Is and he talked about there being consequences in practice if mm. you make mistakes or you know, don't execute. I have a feeling the treadmill might get a workout. Um, better bring in a couple would be my guess. So, yeah, this is not going to be an easy week. Okay. You, you look at the schedule, no games. St. Francis of Pennsylvania up on Saturday. Ah, should be a breeze. No. That's going to probably be the toughest week of practice they've had all year. All right, then you got Missouri. Is that the, This is kind of the easy time of the year, right? Missouri's awful. Yeah, Illinois yeah. only plays three more games in 2021. Okay. That's time for Scott Ritchie to rest up. Ed Bond gets to rest up. Goodness knows that you guys need it as hard as you've been working. But uh, tell me why is Missouri so bad? Then I'll I'll let you go there. Well, they're bad. They are. And they're, I think, the worst Power 5 team in the country. Mm. That's sad. Well, it kind of is what it is. You know, they... Well, I'd like my bragging rights to be, like, competitive. Well... I mean, Javon Pickett's still on the team, so like he's going to probably drop like 25 because that's okay. what he does. But, yeah, oof, this Missouri team. I mean, mostly if you look at it, it's like you look at their roster and it's like, who are these guys? Because hmm. they had a lot of turn. I mean, none of their super seniors came back. You know, Mark Smith transferred Kansas State. Uh, Jermaine, uh, Jeremiah Tillman. Right. Don't know what he's doing. I think he's maybe in the G League, maybe, but, I mean – Javon Pickett, like, if you follow high school basketball in Illinois, you know Dewan Gordon had a really good, you know, career at uh, Curie. Played at K-State. K-State. He was basically, I think, traded for Mark Smith, essentially, <laughs> in the transfer portal. Um, but not a great Missouri team. And, like, their best win, like, they got an overtime win against SMU, which is, like, by far their best win. Most recent win, they really just embarrassed my alma mater 72 to 44 
pour one out for the Panthers. Mm. But it's mm. just mm. they don't do a lot well. They're really bad offensively. Um, real bad. They just turn it over a lot. Not very efficient. Not a good shooting team. This would be the year for Illinois to you know, break their their losing streak in bragging rights, which is what three in a row. It will happen. Uh, Looking forward to that. Looking uh, forward to the resumption of Big Ten play. Hey, uh, back to the top 25 real quick. Purdue, the Boilermakers, which I'm a big fan of, uh, stumbled a bit last week. They spent exactly one week at number one. Well, good to see them bounce back yesterday. They almost stumbled two in a row. Yeah, it was – I mean, they beat – came back to beat NC State. Not a great game for them. Uh, Don't – Teams will – Teams will stumble. Yeah, don't tell me about Wisconsin, please. All right, just pipe it. All right, don't tell me about Ohio State. Just keep it to yourself. Don't tell me about Michigan. I, we right? don't need to talk about Michigan at all. They're irrelevant. Right. So, it, again, it's an Illinois versus Purdue Big Ten race, in my mind. Okay. Ohio State's going to be in it. What did I tell you about not t- tell me about Ohio State? Yeah, E.J. Liddell uh, no. playing some elite basketball right now. That's um, all right. So, they're going to be in the mix. Purdue... And dropped to number three okay. this week. Um, Who's number two? Duke. How? Uh, they rose the spot without playing a game. That's tough. I don't. I didn't have Duke at number two. Um, so yeah, I mean Purdue had never been number one ever. Right. And they get a, they get a week of it. Yeah. They get the shaft it. from you voters just because they lose a a game they shouldn't have lost. You can't go to the rack as I'm often told every freaking week by Scott Ritchie how hard it is to play at Rutgers. It is. That's why I. You know, yeah, I guess I did drop. Purdue. I did drop Purdue to number three. So, but it's, I mean, it's just the it was the circumstances because, like Rutgers lost by thirty five to Illinois in mm-hmm. the game before, and Ron Harper Jr. did nothing. Uh, big still big fan because he came back and dropped thirty on Purdue and you know hit that last second shot, with a slight aid. Of the clock not starting on time, but that's not. Don't blame the Rutgers people. the The clock starts with the official hitting the the button on his belt. So, yeah, I guess maybe I don't know. Had money on the game, yeah. not to besmirch them, but little little slow on on the clock starting. But Purdue shouldn't have lost that game. All right, Rutgers is not great. Wow, haven't been. That's great. from Scott Ritchie. Uh, back to my point. It's Purdue versus Illinois for a Big Ten title. Refute me. Well, I mean, I can't refute Thank you. that, but it's also, I mean, Ohio State is going to have some say in that. And, I mean, I think if Michigan, who is bad right now, if like they play to their ability on paper, they could be in that mix, but what they've not done yet at all this year is play to their ability on paper. Um, yeah, that Michigan Illinois game that uh, games that everybody was looking forward to doesn't maybe doesn't have the same feel. Uh, well, there's still going to be some really yeah. hard feelings from the Illinois side of it. Okay, um, Michigan, the Michigan side will feed into that because, like on the Twitters, there's Michigan fans that jump in just to stoke the flames mm. a little bit. All right, uh, so that part of it will be fine. The game itself. Mm. Right. Maybe maybe won't be as exciting. All right, talk uh, talk to me about some recruiting. Uh, we touched on this last week, but it seems the commits and signees are doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, 
Ty Rogers, as we've discussed previously, you know, real candidate for News Gazette All-State Player of the Year in his one and only season playing in the state of Illinois. Um, not quite averaging a triple-double, but pretty darn close. And if you think about it, I mean, that's a six seven, hundred ninety-five 195-pound wing. Like, the dude's going to play some four at Illinois. But he is Thornton's playmaker. And, yeah, he's, you know, fairly certain he leads the team in assists, and he's a good rebounder. On top of the fact that, yeah, he can go get a bucket. Um, really interesting season for him so far, and curious to see what, how far maybe he can take Thornton. Um, it's a huge ad for them. Meanwhile, Jaden Epps, like, I'm talking about a bucket getter. That's all, that's all he does. Like, he, I mean, putting up 30-point game after 30-point game at Combine Academy, playing a national schedule, so, you know, against some pretty good competition, and, I mean, he is a, you know, you know there's all that conversation about three-level scorers. He is that one. Makes tough shots. Um, that's a guy, I think, that could come in and be a scorer right away as a freshman. Be interesting. But he's good. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. Scott Ritchie. That's, I mean, you do that often. Right, right. And this one you you can't ignore or deflect. Could I equivocate? Who start, who's starting <laughs> in November 2022? Oh, man. Real quick, just you don't have to put much thought to it, but without Kofi. So Kofi's That's gone. That's all I'm saying. Your Trent Frazier eventually is going to leave campus. Well, well, Trent can't play anymore. Right. Don't well, worry. it's early. He's got he's there's, got this year. There's loopholes to be discovered. And you're a plumber. I right? mean, the only way that Trent could play next year is if something <laughs> like terrible happens today to him. So let's not, let's okay. not hope for that. Um, Give me your starting five. I'm curious. Gosh. You can be wrong. Just give well, because I'm going to be. Because there's going to be there's guys that'll probably be on the team that we have no idea about right you're now. You're already you're already coming up with excuses. Already... Give me five. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Andre Curbelo. Ooh. All right. Cause so he's not leaving. I don't see how he could at this point because the games he played did not do anything for his NBA draft stock, which was you know sort of it was iffy. Anyway, one NCAA tournament could do wonders for a draft stock. Yeah, but I can't. All right, I. Why am I arguing with you? You're right, Curbelo. You got four others. I, I'm I'm aware that of the the five guys that need to start. I'm just trying to you know kill time because I just don't know. Um, let's go. Jaden Epps in the backcourt as well. Um, let's go, Coleman Hawkins. I'm going to say Luke Goody. I like what Luke does a lot. Okay. With, Ty, with Ty Rogers coming off the bench behind him. Okay. It's a, I didn't ask for bench players. Well, but just to clarify, like, I think Ty Rogers will play quite a bit. So I need one more, and it's a center. And I'm not sure it won't be Dane Danger. Okay. The Baylor transfer. That will... Uh, officially join the team, one would think, here shortly. Uh, begin at the semester. I grade you a B minus on your efforts. Because so I mean, the other center options, Omar Payne, and I mean, I just don't, I don't see it now. Okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't really see it for Dane Danger either. I think conditioning will be his his biggest challenge. He missed a year with a 
with that foot injury. So that for big guys, that's a that's a tough hill to climb. Where where did I go wrong? Nothing. Speaking of injuries, if you listen to the pregame, uh, Brad Underwood breaking down Brian to Brian Barnhart about uh, a latest injury to a guy who doesn't need any more. I mean, Austin Hutcherson was out for the year. Um, I mean, then Brad Underwood said he'll be out about 10 weeks, which would mean he'd technically be able to return, like, in late February, maybe. Um, but it's just not going to happen. Um, has a athletic hernia, which I think was maybe a result of you know, the injury that he suffered, you know, in practice between the exhibition games, just as the kind of re-aggravated that and it became, you know, hernia. Dude can't buy a break. I mean, missed all of last year with a back injury. Um, had multiple injuries in high school, which is why you know his recruitment never really took off, and he ended up at a Division three program. I mean, and by multiple, uh, he, let's see, the first one got in a car accident, hurt his back. Not his fault. I always add that caveat, the car accident. Um, then he, like, returned and got undercut on a layup, and hit the floor and broke his wrist and like lost a couple teeth and just one of the unluckiest basketball players to play at Illinois in terms of injuries. And you know, think back, I mean like maybe Tracy Abrams obviously had back to back season ending injuries, but he played at Illinois. He made a career of it. Illinois. I don't know that what will happen with Austin Hutcherson. Other than he won't play this year, more more than the the four games that he played, in between injuries and flu and more injuries. All right, before I get to our weekly power poll, I want uh, Richie to touch on a couple other sports. Illinois volleyball. Speaking of injuries, uh, lost their key player, um, lost to Nebraska, which is now headed to the Final Four. You wrote the next day that this is going to be a springboard to bigger and better things. Do you do you believe that? I think it can be. Okay, uh, they return a fair amount of their rotation, and obviously have to replace Megan Cooney. And in a one match sample size, it's not going to be easy because you know she missed uh, the Sweet Sixteen match against Nebraska with illness, didn't even make the trip to Texas, and everything was off just enough, you know, because of that. So that that'll be the big challenge, Taylor Cooper. Can come back that they're starting libero, who had a terrific senior season. So she's got a bonus year of eligibility if she wants it. Um, don't know if she'll take it. But Raina Terry, you kind of had a breakout sophomore year. We we'll back. Um, that's that's big. Kennedy Collins had a you know breakout junior year. We we'll back and we'll see if El- I mean the challenge for Illinois is to start beating some of the top-level teams in the Big Ten a little more consistently. And there are a lot of them, as uh, the Final Four participation shows again. Uh, Richie picks Wisconsin to win it all, mind you. Uh, you lo- you put some money on there, I understand. I mean, I... No. I mean, one, I don't <laughs> bet on sports, and two, like, I don't, can you bet on... Sure you can. Volleyball Final Four? Like, <laughs> Why not? without just, like, you know, finding, like, a bookie? Like, is it on DraftKings? Or? Ed Bond says Louisville is not going to lose a set. In the final four, can in, be, in Columbus, you're going to have a great home court advantage there. Okay, plus now you're playing for the folks of Kentucky who had a, a rough spell here over the weekend. So there, 
Okay, I mean Louisville's undefeated, right? So maybe they're good. Uh, Wisconsin though. All right, well, we'll they're pretty see. good. Nebraska's pretty good. Pitt is pretty good. There's your there's your final four. Thank you. All right, Illinois football. Uh, on the recruiting trail, they lost a guy to the NFL. Is that right? Oh, uh, they've had a few guys All declare right. for the draft, which doesn't mean that they're going to stay in the draft. Okay, they, they have until January seventeenth, I believe, to make up their mind for certain. But uh, Daniel Barker, he he went through senior day, even though he's got some eligibility remaining. So I think his intention was to do this. We'll see if he stays in the draft. Kalen Tolson, linebacker. The same. And then Kirby Joseph, safety, fresh off of his really his only productive season in Illinois, yeah, declare for the draft as well. That'd be a kind of a, a big loss. All right, but we'll see. Uh, they did add a quarterback though, and from the transfer portal, got a commitment from Tommy, not Danny Devito. Uh, and Illinois, I mean Tony Peterson must love quarterbacks from New Jersey because they're going to have three on the roster next year and. Art Sikowski, uh Donovan Leary, who's the freshman coming in, and now Tommy DeVito, who's from New Jersey, uh, played at Syracuse for Dino Babers, uh, had a really good 2019 season as the starter, um, then got hurt last year during the COVID year, and then lost his job this year as Syracuse went to, this blew my mind because it's Dino Babers, but went to like a basically just running the option with their quarterback. You know, a lot of run from the QB. So Tommy DeVito coming in, only needed someone now because they were looking at a spring ball with Ryan Johnson. If they talked Matt Robinson into not going in the portal and Samari Collier as the only available quarterbacks. So, aka, none of them would have been your starter come next fall. And that's who you, it's a wasted spring. Now Tommy DeVito... Comes in and like the fact they added him is like he's going to be their starter in the fall, most likely. Thank you, Scott Ritchie, who weighs in on all things college sports. Uh, but his main focus is basketball every morning, 6 a.m., AlanaHQ.com. Good morning, Alana Nation. Enjoyed your Trent Frazier piece today. Um, I assume he's number one on your power poll, your weekly power poll that you unveil. On this podcast? Yeah, because against the best team they've played all year, he was their best player. So in, you know, in the, the fact that we do this every week it can change quite a bit. So number In one, fact, I just got a text from Kofi. Uh, I don't know how he got access to our podcast, but he says, what is Richie thinking? Well, I would let Kofi know respectfully because he's seven feet tall and 285 pounds and stronger and tougher than I am. Yep. Yeah, he he was 5 of 15 against Arizona. He didn't play poorly, but he didn't play his best. Unfortunately, that means he slides down the power pole because number two is Alfonso Plummer, <laughs> and number three is Kofi Coburn. And it's, it's really kind of 2A, 2B, but six games in a row, 20 points. Like Alfonso Plummer has some things to work on, mainly also knowing some rules, uh, but can't knock his ability as a scorer right now. All right, I think Brad Underwood would be most uh, concerned with that this weekly power poll. There aren't a whole lot of options after three. Uh, I mean, Jacob Grandison is four, and then <laughs> I don't know, because those are the only four guys that scored against Arizona. And I asked Brad Underwood, I was like, is that a concern that no one else scored at all? He's like, 
he wasn't too concerned because, I mean, other guys have shown the ability to put the ball in the basket. Um, I also said it just maybe showed how, how good the, the top four were against Arizona and have been, really, um, all season. Jacob Grandison's playing his best basketball. All right, looking forward to more coverage from Scott Ritchie. Hey, our Tom Kasich was down at, uh, what is the name of the Enterprise Center now, where the bragging rights is going to be? I think it's that. It's Keel. Is it? <laughs> no, that was like three names the ago. Checker Dome is uh, something. Checker Dome, I think, imploded. <laughs> it did. Yeah. What a, Enterprise uh, Center, I think that's right. There are going to be uh, tight restrictions to get in there uh, in this uh, pandemic. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of tell you about that before you head down to St. Louis. Uh, you need to bring your card. Okay. For one, all right. And number two, maybe a certain kind of mask you got to wear. Anyway, it should be a good atmosphere, you'd think, even though Missouri's going to get shellacked and not bring a lot of fans, maybe. <laughs> I mean, right. like that's probably what needs to happen because if, the, if this is a competitive game, and it might be, again, John Pickett plays his best against Illinois, um, seems like, uh, man, just Illinois needs to just run away with this game because Missouri is not good. All right, uh, follow along with Richie from Saturday's homecoming game. Hopefully, I'll get invited. Maybe still. And uh, I mean, maybe, you've got maybe you can interview me. You've got Scott a f- Richie. You got a few days <laughs> to figure it out. And I mean, I'll have Bob interview you. I think. Okay, thank you. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. I'll start thinking of some good quotes. How about that? Just how important, our beat writer is how soft. Important, how important you were to those Big Ten try. Put it in all caps. Times. All right, Scott Richie. We'll talk to you next Monday.